Welcome to Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. This broadcast will challenge and encourage God's people to seek revival. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to Striving for Revival. Welcome to the Striving for Revival radio broadcast. This is Pastor Justin Cooper coming today from the KNVBC studio at the North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. My, what a privilege it is to have you join us for the broadcast today. And what an honor is mine to take the King James Bible and share with you some eternal truth from the very Word of God. We'll be continuing today in 2 Corinthians, and we are still in chapter 8, and this will be our fourth Bible study in the 8th chapter, and we still have a little ways to go. We're about halfway through the chapter today, and we'll continue touching on the theme that Paul is touching on throughout this chapter, and that theme is giving. You want to tune out uh, people's ears. You want to throw a damper on a service. You want to kill the the enthusiasm. Then say, today I'm going to preach on giving. And uh, people just sort of back up and get mad about that. Bow up and say, preach on, not preach on money. Well, I didn't say anything about money. I'm talking about giving. You know your Bible in its entirety is a book about giving? From Genesis 1 through Revelation, the end of the book, giving the giving of information, the giving of grace, the giving of mercy, the giving of the law, the giving of, of, of Christ, of course, of salvation, the giving of hope. I mean, all of these things given by inspiration of God, your Bible. If God wasn't a giver, you wouldn't even be here. I wouldn't be here. And we're not just talking finances. It shows you how carnal we are when the first thing we think about when somebody says anything about giving is my money. Well, you know what? God's the one who gives you what you have in me as well. Everything I have is mine because of God. And really, it's not mine. It's just God loaning it to me to use. And for God to ask or God to uh, put that uh, nudge on my heart to give back it ought not be grievous to one who's right, but if God has my heart, everything else I have ought to follow my heart, because where my treasure is, there shall my heart be also. And if I love God more than I love a George Washington, or if I love God more than I love a Benjamin Franklin, or if I love God more than I love Visa or MasterCard, it ought not be hard for me to even give financially. It ought not be hard for me to give my time if I love God more than the golf course, or God more than the uh, the uh, theme park, or God more than whatever it might be, the activity, then I'd be able easily to choose God over the activity. You can't argue that. Nobody can argue that. I can't argue that, though I might want to sometimes in my flesh. It's just true that giving is right when your relationship with God is right. Verse 5 of our chapter said that these individuals in Macedonia, Paul's collecting an offering for churches in Judea, but these churches in Macedonia, they gave. Though they were poor, they gave, and not just gave what you might expect, but even more shocking to Paul how giving they were. But the reason they were so apt to give is because they were so affectionate toward God. They had sacrificed their own will to the will of God. Verse 5 says, They gave their own selves to the Lord and unto us by the will of God. So if God has you, He'll have all of you. Every area of life, every facet of your being, everything to do with what revolves around your little world, God will have that. So this church... And Corinth is now being challenged by the example of the churches in their area. 
the churches of Judea were were physically, spiritually, and financially suffering. They were persecuted. There was drought, I believe, because of uh, uh, and because of that famine, there was scattering abroad of their membership. They were poor. Because of that, Paul challenges the churches of Macedonia, the region of Corinth, to help them. He's not commanding it. He's suggesting it. The church in Corinth was not following in the example of the other churches. And we talked about that in the previous Bible studies, which are all available on the podcast, Striving for Revival. If you need to get that, get that, and you can hear these other studies. But these, these churches had not given. Now, you remember the church of Corinth was, was obsessed with all these interim sign gifts. They were a very charismatic bunch. They liked to have attention. They all wanted to speak with tongues, have a word of knowledge, prophesy a little bit. Uh, they all worried about being seen, I think. And they, they, they uh, equated spirituality with, with, with these sign gifts. Now, Paul is telling them, he said, as much as you desire to have those sign gifts, he said, I wish you'd abound in the grace of giving. In fact, he said that in verse number 7, he said, Therefore, as ye abound in everything, in faith and utterance and knowledge and in all diligence, and in your love to us, see that ye abound in this grace also. He's saying, fellas, listen, it's just as big to God that you are a giver than if you preach a good message. Your giver is just as important than if you're a good singer. He said, I pray that you'll abound in this grace. Nothing is more godlike than giving. God so loved the world that he gave right? Christ gave his life for you and I. The joy set before Christ was the joy of giving his life on the cross of Calvary. So he said, I want you to abound in the grace of giving. There ought not be a need in the church that cannot be met by the membership of the church. If everybody would do what they can and give as God directs, the need would be met. Missionaries ought not go without. There's enough Christians with enough funds to fund the work of God if Christians would just be uh, obedient to the Lord's, give their own selves first, and then supply the need. Just obey the impulse of the Holy Spirit. So Paul's challenging, not commanding, but suggesting that the church in Corinth give in this offering. He uses the example of Christ in verse number 9. He said, For ye know the grace, and by the way, the word grace is always associated with giving. Grace should make you want to give. Oh, to grace, how great a debtor lately I'm constrained to be. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, he had it all. Yet for your sakes he became poor, that ye, through his poverty, might be rich. Now, there's not a one in this world that has any kind of riches comparable to the riches of Christ. Christ is Lord of all. He is King of kings. He's the Lord of heaven. He's the Lord of earth. He is the Son of God. Christ, to say he had it all is an understatement, had it all in human comprehension and then all in God comprehension. Christ had it all. He's the Lord of glory. But Christ willingly gave up that glory, if you will, robed his deity and humanity became poor, walked this earth as a man with no place to lay his head. I mean, no food for his belly, just a man uh, walking this world, common, humble, born uh, of the Virgin Mary, but her husband, Joseph, a carpenter, raised in the home of a carpenter. 
Jesus set the example. He was rich and became poor to make us rich. So Paul is saying, don't forget the grace of God that brought Jesus to you. Because that grace ought to motivate you to be Christ-like and to be willing to sacrifice to bless other people. Verse 10, and here and I give my advice for this is expedient for you who have begun before, not only to do, but also to be forward a year ago. Now, therefore, perform the doing of it. Apparently, they'd pledged, we'll give in the offering. We're going to help. We do that at our church a lot. We'll have folks that'll, uh, that will have our church family pledge something or say, I'm going to give 500 for this or I'm going to give 1000 for that. And we don't follow up and we don't hold anybody to it. It's between them and the Lord. But if you make a pledge, a vow like that to the Lord, you need to follow through with it. They said a year ago they were going to give in this offering and yet they've not given. So he said, do it. Now, therefore, perform the doing of it. That as there was a readiness to will, so there may be a performance also out of that which you have. Maybe some of those carnal Corinthians said they'll give because they wanted more attention. I don't know. But he said there was a a readiness. He said, but now do it. Not just lip service, but do it. Follow through, right? Put your money where your mouth was, and let's give in this offering. For if there be first a willing mind, it is accepted according to that a man hath, and not according to that he hath not. He said, I'm not asking you to give what you don't have. I'm asking you to use what you have to be a blessing to your brethren who are embattled in Judea. They are suffering, and you can meet the need. They are suffering, and you can help. They are suffering, and you're blessed over here. And I'm just asking you to consider Calvary, consider Christ, consider grace, and would you please follow in the footsteps of your Savior and in the example of your sister churches of Macedonia and give in this offering to help meet the need of Jerusalem. Don't let your affection be wrapped up in coins or in houses or lands, set your affections on things above and bless people down here below. What would God do or what could God do if all of us would sacrifice ourselves on the altar of surrender to God and say, Lord, you can have me. Time, talent, treasure, it's all yours. Use it as you see fit. I say we'd see revival. Well, that's all of our time for today. Until next time, pray with me for just that. Pray with me for revival. Thank you for joining us today for Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. Listen at this time every weekday as we strive for revival.